Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ladies podcast. I'm your host today, Christina, and I am here with Tandy and Katie, and we are interviewing Anya. Hi. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and so before I get too far ahead of myself, just a friendly reminder to like us, subscribe. And so I'm going to kick off today's uh, episode with asking Tandy, what are you drinking? Hello, hello, friends. Um, today, um, I shamefully didn't get my hands on Connemara uh, beers on time because because life got in the way. So I picked up. We'll fix that. We'll, fix we'll have to just fix it. Yeah. I've got to taste them at some stage. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm very embarrassed. But I did pop down to my local Little, and I was delighted to see some four provinces available. And I always love it when Little's got sort of special special beers going. So I picked up their um, Hurler Copper Ale today, and it is my it's my first taste of this one, actually, and uh, so far so good. It's a it's a nice deep sort of rich copper color, and the, when I poured it, the head was really frothy and and fluffy, so that was fun. And uh, yeah, no, it, se- it seems to be hitting all the marks right now. But I'm going to keep sipping. Katie, what you got? Well, I uh, didn't let life get in the way, and I managed to get my hands on some Connemara. And Yay. I, I Yay. do love the artwork on the can. If you yeah. can, if you're watching on YouTube, it's just so simple, and it's yet yeah, it's so nice, it's so lovely. Ah, Anya's got some yeah. some excellent lighting there and showing us mm-hmm. can work. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, it's a lager, and it's apt. It's really really nice. I myself and my husband uh, had a good few of these last night on the sofa. Uh, and uh, they're so nice. It goes down so easy. They're so tasty. And I really like it. And I think this is going to be uh, a staple in our family. Oh, the poster just fell off the wall behind me as well. <laughs> it always <laughs> happens that way. <laughs> <laughs> Anya, what are you drinking today? I know. Oh, you're, well, I have, you're well, <laughs> tea. But exactly. also, I, you can sip away at the lager. So yeah. I'm the same as Katie. Wonderful. Um, I'm up in the office, though I didn't bring a glass with me. I'm just taking it out of the can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Dr. Christina Wade, tell us about yours. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I epically failed and did not did not get con tomorrow. But that that said, I have drank both of the both the lager ale, and I am obsessed with them. They are so 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 good. 
I really want to get a whole bunch of the lager and then go out in the sunshine and <laughs> enjoy it. a couple of them because it is just, it's just so like nice and sessionable and just gorgeous. I really, really enjoy the lager. But today I, I too am drinking out of the can as I often am because I'm just lazy. Um, <laughs> And this is the Western Herd Brewing Company Coast Road IPA Mosaic Dry Hopped, and I really like this. Too. Mm. Speaking of like, like springy beer, this one to me is really springy. Like it's very fresh and crisp, and I very much enjoy this one. I think that's mosaic for you. What a good hop! Mm-hmm. Yes, oh. yeah. When the sun comes out, it's a, yeah, it's a great hop. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. And I think yeah, we're proving that West is best, right? Because one of the four <laughs> provinces guys is from Connemara. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's all happening in the West. Yeah. And I am a Galway native back home <laughs> making beer. So that's amazing. That's great. Know, could you there tell us about how you even got into beer? Because now you're saying you moved back West. Yeah. So t- tell us your story a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was, I've, I, I always say I've been very lucky in my life and my brewing career. So I went to DCU uh, a long time ago and I did biotechnology. So uh, in the biotechnology um, degree, there's a section on fermentation sciences and quite a focus on brewing. So I was lucky enough that every year I was put into something brewing. So it kind of that kind of tunneled me into it a little bit. Porterhouse North had just opened in Fibsborough as well. So mm. I was down there and going, oh, my God, this is amazing. So we didn't go anywhere else. We were down there tasting new beers all the time. Then um, Harp took me on my work experience. Okay. And I was like spent a year there in the lab doing like yeast trials and cleaning trials and you know learning the nitty gritties of a big brewery and I loved it I loved it amazing yeah Yeah. I was it was luck all the way like to start me off and then I was like okay I think I have a taste for this I briefly went into um to making chemo and beta blockers and kind of said okay not for me uh so I went to Scotland to Harriet Watt to do my master's in brewing and distilling and then from there, I just kept on traveling. So I went to Australia and ended up actually staying there because I loved my job. I started working for Matilda Bay, which were like one of the biggest, smaller breweries. And they were owned by CUB, which is like the Carlton and the VB owners. But it was brilliant. They didn't actually know they had us. So they let us do whatever we wanted. We were called the garage. And like, it was just do what you want if we had core beers and then all the seasonals we could think of and it was just great to have their backing you could I, mean, mm. I learned my trade there as I said that's where I learned you wore wellies you worked hard you you know you lugged things around you did weight training you got ready for the job and you learned every bit of it inside and out yeah. and then I moved into the bigger brewery and just through the company so I went in then making VB but like going from 25 hectoliters a day to 1,100 hectoliters every two hours, 40 minutes on a double brew house system. So it was night and day, absolute night and day, but still learned so much on both sides of the coin. But after a few years in the big brewery, I said, no, like my passion is small. So I actually came home from my brother's wedding and I, I'd noticed I'd be coming home maybe every two, two and a half years. I noticed the development of the craft beer scene in Ireland was really coming on because when I left Harriet Watt, O'Hara's were looking for someone and that was the only job going. Mm. So I, um, so when I came back from my brother's wedding, um, yeah, I started looking around for a few jobs and six weeks later I was home brewing up in Drogheda. 
So, yeah, never look back. So I'm six years home now. So I spent a few years in Drogheda and then I moved down to Wicklow Wolf to help them with their new brewery that's down mm-hmm. in Newtown, Mount Kennedy. And then for family reasons, my partner, he got moved down to the Galway office and we were we had small, small family and we're both from Galway. So then I said, oh, I'll come home to Galway and maybe have to go back into science. And as luck would have it, Fran had acquired uh, the old independent brewery out in Caharo and he was looking for someone to run it. And I was like, well, isn't this great? And he's a friend of my brother-in-law. So it was all very, well, small way and fortuitous, you know. So, yeah, so I haven't looked back. I've gone all the way around the world to come home, brew beer in Galway, which is great. That's incredible. Um, From my experience, a lot of really, really great craft beer um, brewers or owners have often had a lot of experience in big breweries. And because the experience is so different with big batch and small batch, um, you know, you really learn lessons about quality control and consistency. And and that, if you can bring that to a small brewery, I think you're you're mint, you're on your way. Yeah, well, that's exactly what, as I said, I'm I'm the fun police sometimes because we had whole quality system, technical departments, you know, you had all the legals, you had all the food safety safety people and you learned from all of them you could Mm. just take all this information in and you can just then apply it on small scale and I also when I came home to Galway I went back to college to do quality management systems so I've that done as well and it does really help a small brewery to apply those big systems not too Mm. complicated or anything but just a little bit goes a long way so yeah as I say Cormac or, or brewer I'm like I'm the fun police Cormac so I'll make you do all the you know, the swabbing and the and the paperwork. And he, yeah, his enthusiasm is amazing. So don't want to be squashed at that either. You know, so. <laughs> really fascinating that you've done all of these sort of other like quality control and like learning all these other things. So sort of jumping off of that, I'm just curious, like for, for, for the listeners of, of you could, if you could offer any advice to someone who just wants to start out in the brewing industry, um, seeing as, you know, you have such a diverse background. Uh, well, I, if you want to get into craft brewing, I would say go and work in a craft brewery. If you want to get into commercial brewing, it's nearly go and do your, go and do your degree, go and do the science part of it and then go into the big breweries. But for small breweries, go get your feet wet, go Mm. and see what it's all about. Because sometimes as I call it, it's a devotion, not really a career. You know, you have to love it. And you have to always want it to be the best and not cut any corners and spend the time there. You know, you have to be, it has to be your number one, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for to get it right all the time, you know? So I would say go work in the brewery. And then once you're happy with brewery, start gathering your knowledge, you know, so do your courses part-time. There's really good courses now that are distance learning and things like that. If you can, afford it and want to take a year out I I can highly recommend the 12 months in Harriet Watt it's amazing um but yeah I would say just just go and go and do it just Mm -hmm. try and get in you know even try and get you know a summer placement or you know come in as the bottle washer (laughs) and try and just get yourself aware of all areas of it you know I I did a little bit of work experience and then a lot of college and I think it would nearly have been beneficial maybe to do a little bit the other way around. You know, mm. so. It was interesting to me when I was researching Connemara that, that you've now chosen to have two beers 
So you've got two beers and that's, that's sort of it. And you've, your focus is just on quality and consistency with those two beers. Could you tell us about your two beers and why you chose those? Yeah. So I really wanted us, we are a tiny, tiny, like manual brewery down in Connemara, but I wanted us to bring, be able to bring beers that like taste the same every time, have nothing to hide behind and everyone can drink them. So sessionable was really the top word in when we were sitting down to make our beers. It was sessionable. And to be told last week, so we have a lager in the white can. I don't, is it just bouncing back? I don't know if you can see anything. And then we have an ale in the black can. Mm. So I love lager. I've always Mm. made lagers. And unfortunately in Ireland, lagers were you know, a dirty word in craft for a while, just because of our culture. Unfortunately, we were so used to only having gone into a pub and there's four beers there and they're straw colored and fizzy and easy to drink, you know, and that's what we thought of lager. So you want to differentiate when you go into a small brewery and it's completely chalk and cheese that like this isn't Mm. the same beer that comes from the big house that I am making for you. So suppose you, you, you go big, you know, and that's that's what happened. All small breweries went big. But now I think it's really we're mature enough now that there's a time for let's get the Heineken drinkers back to local. You know, let's let's get everyone drinking the beer from down the road and leave the bigger lads like there's a time and place, you know. But, you know, let's give people the choice to drink local, easy to drink or, you know, the bigger easy to drink. So, and I do think um, a lot of Irish people would drink um, more craft. But um, I'd say the older palates are like my in-laws, my parents, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they were brought up on a certain taste. But if, and, you're, uh, just, if you're given like, sorry, Katie, um, if you're given a triple IPA, you, you know, or triple hopped something and you're not told anything about it, all it does is assault your mouth. <laughs> you know, if that's not what you've had. So, of course, people go, oh, what's that? You know, so really. And then they associate, I think, that with craft beer and they're like, oh, mm. craft beer, is, oh, it tastes really strange and different. And- yeah. Yeah. But I think it shouldn't be craft. I think it should just be like local beer. Local. Yes. So, yes. yeah, that's kind of what we say. We are a small brewery, but we're local. We're accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, our doors are open. We're not going to try and blow your tongue away with what we do. You know, and this is, as I said, this is, this is just for me. I, I really selfishly made these beers for me. I wanted <laughs> a lovely lager that I can sip on. This sounds bad. Morning, noon, and night. You know, kind of like nothing bad about that. On you, we're all, we're all beer. friends here. <laughs> yeah. You know, like as I say, I could see myself a body and soul drinking this all weekend. Happy days. Yeah. You know, mm. so and it's that kind of it's really well balanced it's lovely and malty up the front it's lovely spicy sads at the back mm. it's using one of the oldest traditional recipes we could we could find with a little bit of tweaks for our system you know and it just works it's just lovely said with the ale let's try and keep it a little bit traditional too and everyone has just got so used to pale ales and very happy ales it was like let's go down a more traditional route so again it's a very balanced ale it's mm. well very balanced we stayed away from the bitterness you know and then we actually used a mix of yeasts, yeasts in it that was by accident but worked out really well so it's citrus and tropical fruits so mm. it's nearly like you have a start of citrus fruits and then it finishes up like breakfast juice Yum. you know so yeah yeah and just kept kept the the bitterness down just again so you could sit there and have a few of them in the evening you know and kept them at four and a half percent as well across yeah. the range yeah. you know it was 
And then we met Mark McCann, our guy that did the branding for us. And when we sat down and told him what we wanted from the beers, he goes, okay, let's stay away from the busy cans. Let's stay away from the colors. Let's Mm -hmm. just keep this clear and clean like you want your beers to be. (laughs) You know, it's consistent. It's concise. It's good. And he just went black and white. And when we saw the cans, we were like, we can't go away from that. That is brilliant. That is perfect. So I think the branding really suits where we wanted the beer to be as well. They work really well together. Like, I'm completely drawn to your branding. Like I love, yeah. like yeah. when I, when I saw them, so um, with the, we did the beer ladies, um, the societies slash crack community event. And when I got the box and I saw your two beers, I was obsessed with the branding because it is so simple and minimalistic that it really stands out. And it looks like it's so clean and clean lines. Very good. And and just like you're saying, I think it does really represent the beer really well. Yeah. And like our tagline is we're a modern beer from an ancient land. So I think, you know, we've really brought those two things together, you know, mm-hmm. with with the marketing, like our tradition, like our brewery, you have to please once doors open, come and see us. Um, it's, it's manual. Yeah. It's, it's open fermentation systems. It's, there is very little, you know, we upgraded a lot of the tank farm and the quality control systems. Um, but otherwise, you know, we brought as much science as we could into an old fashioned brew house. So, you know, we are, we're, we're using new and old to mm. just, as I said, just to like try, I, as I said, I would like everyone to think they can enjoy this like diehard craft beer drinkers or my dad, you know? So, yeah. 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 I think, I think it's really important to make beer, as you're saying, more accessible really, I think is, is important to sort of expand the market by making sort of accessible, sessionable beers. Mm -hmm. But as you say, they also appear to craft beer drinkers because personally I, I would like to be able to have the same beer multiple times in a row. And I don't want to drink a triple hop bomb, like, three, three of them. I'm not interested in that, you know? So having like a nice lager that you can drink outside on a sunny day or enjoy while you're watching, you know, maybe something on TV or playing a game with your friends or on a zoom call. It's nice to be able to be like, you know what? I'm going to have a couple of these tonight and that's what I'm going to do. And it's not complicated and it's just delicious. And I think that's really wonderful that you've been doing that. Brilliant. Thank you. So that's exactly what, you know, what we're trying to achieve. I actually, from from a slightly different standpoint, I mean, I'm also like a lager girl through and through. And I think that's just a little bit of a South African thing as well. You know, hot weather lagers are the best. And you'll have seen that in in Oz, you know, but um, I really admire the risk that you've taken with, with bringing out a lager and then an ale, because a lot of people stay away from lagers because they don't think that they're ever going to compete with, with the big brands. And, on the one hand, people love lager. That's why the big brands are big. Um, and people just don't always know that there are a lot of different ways that lager can taste within the bounds of what the style is. And I think it's an amazing risk to have taken. Um, and I think it's really, really cool. Good for you because lager is great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. well, as I said, it, this was really a, my personal baby. This one was, you know, the the lager. And we said, I said, I would like it to be our flagship, you know, and yeah. just for that reason. People think because there's so many lagers, it's the easiest thing to make as well. You know, it's the hardest beer to make consistently. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. um, so can't hide anything there. <laughs> can't can't yeah. hide anything behind a pulsner or a lager. So, no, no, you know, those no, are no, the no. cleanest beers. Yes. So as well, we said we challenge ourselves, but produce something that we were we really wanted. You know, so I suppose from my point of view as well, and this might be a bit from being like a woman in the industry, we do like lagers more. It's just our palates are more sensitive. We pick, so we'll probably pick up more on lager than maybe like not mm. across the board, but a man would. So, you know, 
it's you can pick up a lot on a lager and especially on a craft lager, you know, and yeah. I think, you know, people say, oh, how can you go up against Heineken? But I have to say silver linings to COVID. People now want, as we said, they're early local. Yeah. So they're willing to pay a bit more money for something that they know has been made by hand up the road and they're supporting jobs doing it, yeah. you know, and we're supporting each other doing it. So, And have you, I know COVID has like shut down the pubs basically, but, uh, and your brewery itself is quite young as well. So when did your brewery start? Did it start before pre-COVID or post or mid-COVID or? Did our first brew in April. <gasps> so, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we got our brewing license in March and shutdown came in five days later. Oh. Um, so and our plan was, you know, we're on the Wild Atlantic Way. We're we're right in the middle of Connemara. You know, we were going to give people pints to sit out in front. You know, we were for the tourism season and like we have a we can can ourselves in house. So we said, OK, let's just focus on, you know, pubs and, and kegs for the first while. And then we're doing our first brew gun. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be six weeks, lads. <laughs> you no. know, so we just had to sit down and, and like ring the lads up in Bevcraft and go, when can you get to us? You know, and change tact, you know, completely. Mm-hmm. So, but it's worked out for us. You know, well, we're not as busy as we'd like to be. Nobody is, you yeah. know, but yeah, it was the hardest time to start a brewery. But as I said, I think without what we're all going through, people wouldn't appreciate local products so much. And mm-hmm. that's what we have to hang on to, that when we're all back open again, people will be looking for not only beer locally, like everything locally. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not go, you know, let's buy as much around us as we can. Yeah, never change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And if you had to look forward to the next five years, um, do you think you'd ever add to the range or do seasonals? Yes. yes. Okay. Poor Al Cormac, like Cormac's brilliant. I, like, so, and he's obviously, he's there every day now seeing that I'm out on maternity leave. Um, Cormac is always chipping away. He has a little pile plant. So um, yeah, we'd, we've plans on doing four seasonals a year, but that is, we've got a 10 heck brew house. Mm. We can the 10 hex and then they're gone, yes. you know, so they won't be always available. So, yeah, a few things in the pipeline, you know, a few friends that have restaurants and a few artists, you know, from around locally that we'd all like to get together and do collaborative something or other. But definitely. And then I think maybe color will come into the design on those on those things just so this yeah that is so cool may i may i just throw in because i enjoy your your lager so much if you ever want to make a dark lager (laughs) well my favorite beer in australia that i made was a dark lager so i really want to do something like that over here Mm. as well and it has such the best reaction Mm. you know when you give it to people and they're like what it's not like it's not guinness (laughs) no it's little bit like it but it's a completely different beast and it's just and then you give them a bit of chocolate with it mm. or you know a blue cheese so yeah dark lager is definitely on the cards it's one of yeah one of my out, favorite hopefully within that. the next year mm. yeah oh that's amazing yeah. uh, could you could you tell me a little bit more you mentioned that you've got open fermentation so just from a you know from from my sort of homebrew and um, homebrew side I'm, I'm fascinated by that and and how you get your quality and consistency with a with an open fermentation because that, that thing scares me <laughs> you know yeah. that word is scary to me <laughs> me too <laughs> and like to be t- with all the breweries i've worked in 
most of them I have, you know, been involved in building. So I always went uni tanks, always. I will always go for a uni tank first. And I inherited the open fermenters. I was worried. I was like, how do I get like, how do I recrop my yeast? How do I keep my fermentation under control? All this. But it was a lot of trial and error, you mm-hmm. know, and especially with the lager, you know, and Ale loves an open fermenter, but the lager, we were like, but Cormac had worked on them before and he wasn't frightened. And it was just, let's just get going. And then once we hit the right process, it's doing the exact same thing over every over time again. with it. And we upgrade all the, we upgraded all the um, cooling systems. So that really helps, you know, and we, we upgraded the, the work transfer cooling system as well. So once we keep all that consistent, it, they're actually pretty manageable, you know, but cleanliness as well. Cleanliness is the yeah. big thing for them. So uh, we bought um, quite high tech swabbing machines. So we check every time the insides and all the surfaces of all the fermenters to make sure they're completely cleaned. And then we check, obviously, to make sure all chemicals. And we worked quite closely with Watertech in Cork. They supply all our chemicals. So we got the best regimes going there for as well. So then I was I was a lot more confident then. Once mm-hmm. I knew every time we're getting it back to clean, we're starting from fresh. We just need to get the work in at the same time, be nice to our yeast, and we'll keep going. But it's working. You know, the, as I said, the, the ale thrives on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that the, the larger, well, we we like what we've got out of the larder mm. with it. You know, just a few different trials of yeast and things like that to see which one best works yeah. in that system. But Very cool. I admire yeah, that. it's 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 actually brilliant. I love them now. Started yeah. like oh yeah yeah. So I wouldn't. Well, we will always keep them. But I think mm. when we <laughs> when we move up, we might go to a, a uni tank or two. So. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, I just want to ask you, um, if I remember correctly, you've done international women's um, collaboration brew days in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would love to know more about them. Yeah. So it was really good. Um, I think Australia is probably uh, just a few. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Three years ahead of us, you know, um, where we are with craft at the moment. So when I moved over to Australia in 2006, now there wasn't only six of us, but, you know, there was only six people that could get involved in the International Women's Day. So I saw there online, though, there was like 30 plus this year, which is amazing to see in under 10 years, you know. But what we do is we talk to our suppliers. They'd, we'd pick charity every year, which then in the final few years, we um, donated back to Pink Boots to make sure a girl could go and get qualified and whatever she wants to do. So we put the money back into making, putting more girls into the industry. Uh, It's all for, so it's all for charity. Um, Mm. We get together, decide what we want to do. Someone to put up their brewery and we get suppliers to give us the, um, the time and the supplies. And normally we put them into big champagne bottles and we'd brew like a month, a month out before uh, international women's day. And on the day we'd have a big party. Oh, you did it that way. Yeah. Um, I've been involved in it as day. well. That's so interesting. I've I've been involved with them as well um, in in South Africa back back there, and also same same sort of thing. So you just you you know what you're really trying to do is honour and celebrate women in brewing. And on International Women's Day every year, a lot of breweries will almost hand their breweries over to whichever women's brewing societies are are around, and um, um, and everybody kind of collaborates on a recipe and all the things. And then whatever money you make from the product, we'd also send back into something like a pink boot. So um, funding women who want to get into brewing. So it was a like a closed loop. We used to do it now the other way around. So we'd brew on on Women's Day. Um, and then celebrate sort of two months later with a, with another party. There's never there's you know never a shortage of excuses to get together and drink beer. <laughs> yeah, one one year I did the recipe and it was a it was a New England IPA and um, it came out pretty well. I was pretty happy with that one. I'm happy for us to do it if you want to. Let's go. Yes, there. please. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah let's get the ball rolling that. for next year. So, yes, yeah. that would be amazing. I I think that would just be. Like, and I saw I saw that Brew um did something for Pink Boots um that's is that the only brewery in Ireland that we're aware of that that did it this year or this year yes I, I know Metal so. Man has yeah. done it in the past mm-hmm. and yeah. other places yeah. but I think this year it was Brew yeah okay yeah which was amazing and I love seeing pictures so that was just incredible but yes next year when we can see other everyone in person yeah. let's do this Connemara <laughs> Brewing Company everyone come to Cahiro we'll brew up so yeah we can brew whenever we get we'll get that going yeah let's lock that what's in what's the accommodation now. like in Carrow? is <laughs> there a nice hostel or okay brilliant <laughs> we're there yeah Excellent. see i don't know why you care about the accommodation we're there for the beer <laughs> <laughs> i'll put a few tents up in the tank yeah i was just gonna fine. say we're gonna be fine <laughs> 
I think sort of on that note, I just wanted to ask, um, just as a woman in the industry, do you feel like there was more pressure or do you feel like you encountered any sexism or, or maybe, maybe more specifically, do you feel like it's perhaps different in Ireland than in some of the other countries where you brewed or not? Um, no, it's one thing I think I am from a family of only brothers, so I've always been used to being surrounded by men. And I think that's why I just walked into a man's industry and didn't think about it. But in saying that, yes, it is. There's pros and cons, Mm. you know. So because you're a woman, you stand out, you know. So, you know, you get remembered a good bit and, you know, you get to do lots of fun stuff, (laughs) you know. Um, You can be, you know, paraded around (laughs) a bit sometimes. But um, as well, yeah. I found a lot of the older generations found it kind of difficult to maybe in the beginning and Australia, it's quite, it can be quite chauvinistic, you know, and that's where I would have started out in small breweries. They, they kind of found it a bit difficult to, you know, like who is this woman coming in trying to do my job kind of thing but then when I moved into the bigger brewery it was a great asset because I had a team of like 15 men underneath me that didn't want to give out to a woman so you know it's got pros and cons overall no it's great you know but you really do when you first put on your wellies and you go in lads tend to want to jump in to do the job for you you have to go I'm perfectly capable of doing this myself you know so really for a few weeks you have to kind of say just leave me leave me alone like I can do this pump I can lift this grain you know I've done this before but that's not like chivalry is not a bad thing either you know but you just yeah I think you have to assert yourself early on not too much you know and then they kind of forget because you're in wellies and overalls every day that you're a girl anyway you know so <laughs> and you just get on with it so, yeah, like I think if any woman in a male dominated industry will get a little bit of sexism, but thankfully it's it's in the way minority, you mm. know, so little that you can ignore it, mm. you know, or, you know, walk away. You know, mm. this, it's it's such a nice place to be nowadays that there is quite a few jobs in Ireland and you're not, you know, you're not, you're not shoehorned into one job and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. if you're not happy, you can change. And um, I think it was really, really good that um, you you travelled uh, like Scotland and Australia, and then you were still able to to use your your craft and your trade and to come back home. So many people emigrated, you know, from this this yeah. small country, and to see people being able to come back home is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Well, number one, the job's universal. You can seriously brewing is brewing <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yeah. in the world. You'll soon learn the. You'll soon learn the the techniques you need in a different language so yeah that was that was great and then it was so lovely to come home and every year on year seeing the the really the development of the beer industry and where it was and people mm-hmm. were asking questions and like you know when I first came home I was like oh Jess can't drink that stuff that you make <laughs> you know and then when I came home the last time I was like could you bring some stuff that you make with you like you know we we have a small club here or there or like yeah we're well getting there you know like okay we're still only what 4.7 percent of the market but we're not too far behind other countries either you know so it's nice to see it's great to see have you have you had much involvement with the home brew club since you've been back no to be honest no (laughs) fair enough yeah yeah Yeah. but I know but Cormac has Mm. so and as I said we have the pilot in the brewery that he tinkers away on all the time so as I said some 
seems like be the fun police. So I, Cormac will do all those, all the, the, the processes behind it. Mm. Yeah, no, that works. Gosh. Is there, is there a favorite beer that you have that you don't make? So another one of the craft breweries in Ireland, do you have a couple of favorites uh, that you enjoy? People ask me this all the time. And to be totally honest, depends on the day, depends on the weather, depends on what I vet, depends on how I'm feeling. Mm. But I cannot, like, I cannot go past a pint of plain from Porterhouse. It's just, I love it. Or oyster. Like, I, I actually, I'll either have a lager or I'll have a stout. Yeah. It'll be yeah. one or the other. And like, that's mostly are my two go-tos. And it depends on the day. Um and I know White Hag do a lot of good stouts as well. So anytime I see one of their specials coming up, I'll try and get it. There's so much good stuff going on at the moment, you know. So, yeah, as I said, I'm I'm not, I'm fickle with, because of everything else that goes on in the day. I will look at cans and go, hmm, you know, I don't, I don't know what I want today. Like if it's, if it's a day like today, like in Galway, it's raining. So I'm like, oh, Red Ale now or something, you know, kind of. Bit yes. toasty, bit toasty mm. warm. It'd be nice today, you know. So yeah, mm. it really. I have no favorite. It depends because it, it depends on too many things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I heard you mention right. oyster stout. Would you consider brewing an oyster stout with Galway Bay oysters? Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. We, so we're we're trying to. There's a lot of foragers near us, you know, and so we're trying to get them, get all of them on board as well to bring in. Like, you know, we've gores to beat the band around us. You know, we've got seaweed. We've got, you know, there's so many local things that you could do really interesting for the mm-hmm. one batches because it's carte blanche with the one batch, one batches. You can do what you want. You know. Absolutely. So yeah, we're going to go. Like as I said, we're we're safe and sessionable, and you know. It, that's that's our core yeah. so we can go as wacky and as crazy as we want with our others yes just, just yes. to say that sounds like one hell of a mix box like i'm really excited to like <laughs> oh, be like oh yes, yes. like a cup She'll like probably you know, have... never get them at the same time that's the <laughs> only thing yeah unless you hold on to them <laughs> Well, I hoard beer, so that's not a problem for me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but that, oh, that sounds really amazing. Like, I, I really like the idea of, like, using, like, local ingredients in your beer and making mm-hmm. it really representative of where you are. I think it'd be foolish not to do when you're in one of the most beautiful ancient places in the world. You know, mm-hmm. you have to involve your your surroundings. You know, I'd mm-hmm. say something if we're in an industrial, say it's someplace that isn't too pretty. But, you know, we're we're right on the on the beach nearly, like, no. Oh yeah. So so back when the world is the right way up, will there be a tap room and yeah. Uh, oh yay. Yeah. Okay. We had it built. <laughs> it's lovely. We put AstroTurf in. We got barrels. <laughs> we have the bar built. We're just waiting for people. Yeah, we're not going oh. for one night. We're going for a week. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely coming. That's absolutely happening when, when we get released into the wild. Again. Yeah. And we yes. have some sea swimmers as well. Oh, so we'll fab. Sea swimmers. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's so and lovely being, out there. Yeah. And sure, you're so close to everything. You're an hour from Galway and then you're an hour, like an hour the other way and you're right into the hills of Connemara, you know, so it's oh. lovely. We're on the coast, so, and you're right on the Wild Atlantic Way. Mm. So it is, it's a lovely, yes. lovely location. Yeah. I feel lucky Absolutely. every morning driving out against the traffic, all going into the city and just all like, you can see over to the islands and just watching the the sun come up over over Galway Bay it's quite idealistic uh it's it's actually really funny because this entire podcast came about because we went to Galway um 
<laughs> on a just a girls trip for the weekend and we had a couple cans and we were like you know what we need to do a podcast it's <laughs> exactly what happened see good ideas in Galway <laughs> so here we are <laughs> oh Oh gosh, no, that's exactly what happened. Okay. This is great. I've never been on this end of a podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, tell us more. Do you have do you have your own? Hmm. <coughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, you just listen. I try and educate myself at night. <laughs> listen to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Okay, so how about this? Um do you have a favorite style of beer that you like to brew? Mm. Uh, yes. So like um, I will always go Larger Family, mm. you know, and as as we discussed earlier, mm. Darks, I think there's there's massive things that can be done there. And as I said, mm. I used to always love the surprise people got from them. But um, the only thing is, though, they take time. So they take a lot of tank space, yeah. you know, so with a nail, you know, mm. if you've got a good, good you know, fast, firm and whatever else you can do, what you've got at the end of it in two, two weeks, not even. Whereas with the lager, you know, at the end of firm, you still have a long way to go to what your final product is. So there's a bit of chance there, yeah. but um, I still like it. You know, it's mm. still, it's, it's a challenge as, as I said mm. earlier, mm. but yeah, it's, I find it quite interesting. All the families of lagers. So yeah, yeah definitely. I think we should bring up the dark. dark and, would, lager. and would there be a style that you would never go near? Uh, and they would bread in it. They don't ah, like bread. Sours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as I said, from coming from the big brewery, like I really, um, uh, really, really delicate on my my cleaning techniques and things like that. And I would just be afraid that, like, it's not that I don't trust my cleaning techniques. It's just that I don't trust bread. Yeah. And I wouldn't yeah. like it to introduce it to the brewery. Yeah. You know, so... Especially yeah. with the open fermenters. Oh, and- yeah. 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 And we've got like, you know, we've got wooden clad brew house and things mm-hmm. like that. And they're very good at getting Ooh. stuck in places like yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. So, I, I think that's a commitment you make. Like if you're a brewer and you're going to do mixed fermentation or you're going to do sours or you're going to use bread or lacto in any kind of way, you kind of have to commit to that because it is going to cross-contaminate and it'll add character if that's your kind of brewery. And that's yes. great. But, but yeah. you know, you almost have to distinguish then. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. do decide. And a lot of people say to me, "Would you not trust your CIP systems and your cleaning yeah. in place systems?" And I said, "I trust them completely. Like I trust them and test them every time." But it's just something. It's that you know, like brewing is like science meets nature meets the mix of the art of putting it all together. It's just that little bit too unknown in the nature part for Brett or some or things like yeah, as you said, like all yeah. the other things you can introduce. It's just a bit too. Yeah, it's a bit too uncontrollable for me, which is some other brewer's nightmare. They want it all uncontrollable and whatever else, but it's just the way I am. <laughs> it, re- it, it reminds me of like um, Kindergars having their like dedicated sort of like sour, um, like firm farm, yeah. as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like kind of having a dedicated space is... Yeah, yeah. And it's brilliant. And then you'll make the best ones because, you know, you need you need inoculations from three brews ago. To, you know, you need that kind of, you know... I can't control this completely to make the best ones. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, for the moment at us, and especially when our beers are really sessionable. Yes. You know, and we, as I said, there's very little to hide behind that, you know, we have to be completely CIP nuts, you know, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I have to say personally, like I underestimated loggers um, until I went to Prague um, a couple years ago. And then I just fell in love mm. with especially dark loggers. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, yeah. but just fell in love. And I think, I, yeah, I, I definitely see a higher demand from especially from the craft beer community for more and more loggers lately. Um, maybe that's trend of 2021 or probably going back 2020 and 2019. And then it's just kind of sort of continuing to pick up steam. But I definitely see that call for those sort of sessionable. Yeah, definitely culture change across small beer drinkers or local beer drinkers, whatever we want to call them. You know, but as I said that as well, I don't think like our culture didn't do much for lagers. And, you know, as I said, I, I can't, you know, poo-poo big breweries because I worked for many years in mm-hmm. them. And so, you know, the good and the bad, and that's that kind of brewing as well. But they just, they didn't do favors for lager. But I think people are now, people now are traveling and way more educated about beer and can see that, oh, hang on, that's only one small little bit of lager. These are a family. You know, there's so many yeah. more things that I can experience. So, and people are starting to do that. So as you said, the, the demand is starting to come up. So, but as, as well, small brewers used to be more afraid of lagers as well, you know, because if it goes wrong like that, it's a month, it's a month. Yeah for a batch you know to do it properly so it's it's a risk as well absolutely you can't like we said you just cannot hide those sort of like off flavors that you can hide in an ale and it's kind of like oh maybe that's in it a little bit but maybe not really and and okay you know it's not too bad here whereas a lager you just cannot hide those things in and you can really for better for worse judge a brewery or how technically good a brewer is on their lager for, yes. for, yeah. for lack of a better it's an oversimplification but really that is a very difficult style to brew and um often sort of like as in in by beer ladies capacity when people come in and they want to start home brewing you know there's there is a sort of like oh you know we start with a lager because if if, if, if they've never mm. brewed before because it's easy to drink well no <laughs> just because it's easy to drink yeah. <laughs> doesn't it's, mean it's easy yeah. to brew no, first exactly. brew they always forget about sterility and temperature control yeah, as well. yeah. <laughs> so it always goes yeah I mean, i've specifically never brewed a lager because i've never had the, the temperature control needed to do it and i, yeah. and I don't want to waste my time mm. or my money on a beer that is not going to come out right yeah, that and being like said, that, it's double yeah. the time you need for it, other ones you exactly. know so, exactly. so that by the time you realize that you've already invested all this time and it's incredibly frustrating if it yeah. doesn't turn out well yeah, yeah it's it's lo- i mean they're fussy they're very fussy beers but my god when you nail it <laughs> yeah yeah. Although I tell you what, I am now going to, I'm planning a, a California common, so steam beer, because Lovely. at least it's lagery with an ale temperature yeah. sort of fermentation. So that's what I'm hoping I'm going to be is my next brew, I think. Lovely. Yeah. I'll be right over. <laughs> I, I think that will be uh, in time for cans in the park or I think bottles it will be. in the park. Yeah, it'll have to I be bottles. Just start festival cans in the park. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely be having some Connemara cans in the park. So. Yes, oh, for sure. Yes. yes. I will make sure of that. It, it's perfect, uh, perfect can in the park uh, beer, actually. I really yeah. miss beer festivals. Like, if, <sighs> if nothing else comes back, can we please just have beer festivals back? Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> or or I mean, food even outside. Festivals. Yeah. Yeah. The big grill used to be great. I loved mm. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, miss, I miss socializing with other humans. <laughs> Leaving yeah. my house. I get excited to go to the grocery store now. And not Same. having to meet people on a computer screen. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's it's kind of weird that we're getting used to it, isn't it? It's like 
Although, yeah. I mean, we'd, we'd never be able to do things like have a podcast with you over in Connemara. You know, we'd never have even thought about doing that if it weren't for the fact that we can at least do it this way. Yeah, so, and I think people, I know, you know, when you had to do this a few years ago, you'd be like, oh, so people are like way more, you know, more natural in yeah. these environments yeah. now. So you can get, you know, a better interview out of people over mm. over screens now that I suppose you didn't have before COVID. So yeah. I say we have to find the silver linings. So. <laughs> no, no, I completely agree I, with, with, with both of you. I think actually I've attended so many more events that I wouldn't have been able to attend before simply because I can just click a button on my computer. Mm-hmm. I think I, so out of all of the hellscape that has been the last year, I think getting in touch and bonding with people through internet or social media, I mean, like Tandy and I really became friends mm. through covid because of covid and katie i knew before but we really became much better friends yeah through covid i mean much better friends and we started this podcast and <laughs> you know so i i i kind of try to keep reminding myself of the yeah. wonderful things that i've experienced because yeah. never-ending lockdown gets hard tedious <laughs> especially yeah. when the rest of the world isn't uh, isn't in lockdown it feels like it feels, sometimes it just feels like it's just us <laughs> i know it isn't but it, it, it just does feel that way i'm still on whatsapp groups with like you know all my australian girlfriends and they're like where are we going for lunch this weekend i'm like mute Mute. Uh, <laughs> I work yeah. I work for an Australian company and they're doing team building and going out for dinners and I'm like yeah. I haven't left my bedroom in I don't know how long <laughs> yeah. and they're yep. sending pictures of all their children yeah. together I'm like my children doesn't know anyone like six <laughs> in the world you know she thinks it's just four people (laughs) (laughs) no i i completely relate like of course the u.s handled this like an absolute dumpster fire for the majority of it but my parents are are still in the states and they've both been vaccinated my family's all vaccinated now which is wonderful and they're able to like go out and kind of live semi-normal lives like they're still you know you could still spread it so they're still a little bit paranoid but it's it's wonderful to see that but i'm like what are we getting our vaccine Give me all of them. <laughs> At least, though, it's definitely the beginning of the end of it. Absolutely. You know, it yeah. might be a little bit slower than we thought, but at least we can see the end, you know. Absolutely. And that is very heartening to kind yeah. of see the end of the tunnel. So I- I'm I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get drinking and socializing again. So. I'm so ready. I can't wait. We're going to have to make our way over to Connemara, get get uh, yeah. get the wild Atlantic way, and uh, yeah. and and touch all the breweries over there. And we, yeah. we're definitely coming to spend some time with you, Anya. Yeah, and Absolutely. Mark that works in the brewery as well. His dad owns the pub, so you know, we'll be fine. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah, you know what, Katie, you said a week. I mean, I feel like that's probably fairly reasonable. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Camper van, just come down to camper van. <laughs> um. So on that note, do we want to wrap up, friends? Do you want to plug where you can get your beer and your brewery on you? If you have yes. a website and stuff. Oh yeah, uh, God, Connemara Go Brewery com, and um we're we've just opened our online our own online shop Ooh. so anything you want you can just go up and we'll have it over to you within three to five working business days and um we're also with um beer club and beer cloud oh, so, oh awesome yeah. awesome Okay, that's great. So for those listening at home, Beer Club, Beer Cloud, or Connemarabrewing.com or brewery.com. Connemarabrewery.com. <laughs> and I believe you're on Twitter as well. 
Uh, yes, all the, all the social yeah. medias. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But say hi to Cormac when we're when we're we'll doing do. that. Will we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark. Oh, and Mark. Yeah. Okay. And Fran. Like, don't let Fran. Fran is up. <laughs> That's amazing. Look, I think it's really, really cool that through COVID, you've managed to start your brewery and grow and upgrade and sell locally and sell nationally. I mean, I think it's massive achievements and big, big, big kudos to you. Absolutely. I can't, I, I'm you. so excited to see more of what you come out with. I'm really excited for your sort of small batch brews. I, I, and, and like I said, I will be buying way more of your lager and your ale. Your ale is gorgeous. It's, yeah. it's really, yeah, really it's nice. Yeah, it's lovely. It's mm. fruity, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, really and nice. and let's lock in. Let's let's do the women of beer yes. at and Connemara Brewery. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's it's a date next year. Yay! Yeah. Well, we have to make dates next year just to be safe. So yeah, we can't we can't make them before that. <laughs> that does feel like the reasonable time frame. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, friends. Well, we are wrapping up today and I just want to remind everyone who's listening to check us out on YouTube, follow us on social media, and you can listen wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, all of those fun things. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And thank you so much for to Anya for coming on and, and you know, listening and, and giving such a wonderful interview and, and putting up with us, peppering you with a million questions. So thank you so much for coming on, Anya. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Thank you. It's so. great to meet you, Anya. <laughs> yeah, you too. So bye, friends. Bye, so, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.